Welcome to Ferment Radio. I am your host Aga Pokrywka and my guest today is Mindaugas Gapsiewiczius. Miga is an artist, facilitator and curator based in Berlin, Germany and Vilnius, Lithuania. He is currently conducting a PhD research at the Bauhaus University in Weimar, where he holds an artistic associate chair. Together with colleagues from the TOP Association, he stands behind TOPLAB, the first community-based biolaboratory in Berlin. He also co-established ALTLAB, an open research laboratory in Vilnius. I was thinking actually that I think that we've met for the first time in 2008 when I was an exchange student in Vilnius. And uh, I remember it was still a time when, you know, new media art was super big and talking about science and art a bit lesser, maybe. And I perceived you as a person who worked like uh, with technology and art. And now in your practice, this element of living things, of biology is much stronger. And I actually never asked you, how did it happen? Yeah, interesting that you uh, reminded me 2008, whatever. So I guess it was a workshop with uh, John Hopkins, perhaps? Exactly. Mm, yeah, interesting. So, uh, yeah, at that time I was uh, still uh, fully into networking and uh, computer uh, technologies and programming for me was uh, kind of uh, uh, my practice. And somehow at some point uh, I got a feeling like, uh, okay, so I can't uh, be on the level of uh, artificial intelligence without being uh, present in uh, life. So for me, kind of uh, the transition happened uh, pretty naturally. So I developed computer stuff, programming, and then uh, I started to include at some point uh, physical reality, and it went into bio stuff. So now I can... uh, kind of combine uh, computation and uh, biotech, biotechnologies uh, all together. Uh, I think the cycle became complete in a way. So I can think of uh, artificial intelligence in terms of, uh, uh, or from the perspective of a human being, uh, which makes uh, much more sense as uh, uh, to think of artificial intelligence from the perspective of computers. Mm-hmm. I just realized that uh, maybe I should have asked you at the beginning a question like how you would describe yourself and what you do and who you are. I introduce myself usually as being an uh, artist and uh, I do doctoral research at Bauhaus University of Weimar where I also teach and I also uh, work uh, quite a bit uh, with uh, projects, let's say, which involve uh, people, organisms, and tools. So I kind of try to think uh, from a philosophical perspective uh, and practical perspective uh, how things uh, interact with each other. Things I have in uh, my mind now, like uh, also living organisms, including uh, uh, microorganisms uh, and, uh, yeah, other organisms, ourselves. 
Can you tell more about some of your maybe recent or maybe the most important for you works involving microbes? Yeah, I have started with uh, uh, introduction to post-human aesthetics, probably project uh, uh, back uh, in 2016, I think, uh, and uh, I started to uh, develop a kind of toolkits for the work with uh, microorganisms, for uh, DNA, for uh, electricity, kind of uh, diverse toolkits, and one of those was uh, a toolkit for the work uh, with uh, microorganisms. Uh, it would mean uh, uh, isolating microorganisms uh, growing uh, into the colonies uh, and uh, seeing uh, how they be behave, interact uh, uh, between different colonies. And then uh, uh, probably the next uh, biggest, uh, bigger project uh, regarding uh, the work with microorganisms was uh, and still is a proposal for microbial uh, therapy. And uh, this project is involving uh, the work with uh, microorganisms, which would be functioning as uh, probiotics. It is about fermented food with uh, precise uh, organisms you want to uh, be consuming afterwards. So right now I'm kind of uh, developing this uh, project uh, and uh, working with diverse microorganisms, diverse people, and seeing uh, how actually our perception changes uh, while consuming uh, specific, very much specific uh, microorganisms. Mm, and what kind of uh, microbial therapies you were thinking of so far? Well, the uh, main organism uh, uh, we have been working uh, is uh, Streptococcus and Lactobacillus, uh, different strains, let's say. And uh, right now we work also with Leuconostoc uh, and uh, diverse uh, yeasts, but we are not yet uh, f uh, far enough with those. Uh, thinking of uh, Lactobacillus uh, and strep uh, Streptococcus, uh, so these uh, guys uh, thrive in uh, yogurt. So the idea is uh, to isolate uh, microorganisms from yogurt or from uh, kimchi or uh, uh, sauerkraut uh, and uh, grow it uh, uh, into the uh, uh, fermented foods, let's say, uh, with the focus on this precise organism and then consume for yeah, a couple of weeks and see how the perception changes. So the, the role of a toolkit is to give um, instructions how to recreate the process you are uh, documenting in the toolkit. Um, why do you why do you feel this kind of approach is important? Because you could easily just I don't know create those works without actually giving any instructions how to do similar process. On one hand, if you would talk to someone who doesn't have any idea how to isolate uh, microorganisms and how to grow them into the colonies uh, or into fermented foods people would think that, oh, it's too complex, too complicated. 
But as soon as you have uh, a toolkit, it becomes very simple. So we have a couple of tools. You have a sample of uh, microorganism. It makes uh, the life much more easier. And you include all instructions and you include all the tools with what you could uh, continue working as a scientist or as a uh, artist or as a researcher, uh, whatever you are working on. So the things uh, become uh, m uh, much more simplified and uh, you get the idea very quickly uh, what is the toolkit about, what is the bacteria about, uh, what are the uh, related uh, resources about. So this is one part, uh, perhaps educational, and the other part would be artistic. So the toolkit is uh, an art uh, object itself. Uh, so you can exhibit it uh, in the exhibition space, for example, or you can give uh, to someone to uh, to have it at home. And uh, uh, the idea on top of that is that uh, the audience, in this case, uh, audience either at the exhibition space uh, or at home, is interacting uh, with tools and with organisms. So the audience becomes part of the uh, artistic object and uh, adds uh, uh, on top of the artistic object uh, another layer, uh, another value onto it. So it is a kind of uh, a setting for collaborative uh, artistic work. Mm -hmm. To me, it also sounds like uh an approach to demystify science or things which actually are represented in a society as something more professional or something you need special devices for. This um, conclusion or this, this observation is maybe also impacted by the fact that you are not just uh, uh, creating toolkits in your art practice, but you are also standing behind at least two, right? Uh, like uh, open labs for like a bio art experiment. Is it so? Do you feel the connection between those two? Uh, yes, of course. Yeah, it is a very uh, precise connection. Uh, in, on one hand, uh, uh, toolkits are for the work, uh, for the individual work, let's say, more. And if you keep on running... Uh, biolabs uh, or labs let's say so it is uh, including uh, a little bit more space a little bit more tools and you can work together with people so it becomes uh, instead of uh, one to toolkit it becomes uh, many to uh, tools so it is a little bit uh, broader perspective uh, but uh, i think uh, laboratory is exactly the same as a toolkit, it's just uh, the different uh, scale. And uh, regarding your uh, first uh, question uh, or comment uh, uh, regarding uh, demystification, it's, uh, yeah, it is in there and uh, it is a very important part, uh, of course, in the uh, artistic practice or my artistic practice. Uh, I think... Uh, I think uh, we have too much information regarding uh, theory and philosophy and uh, if we would think of uh, pandemic, uh, COVID uh, uh, virus or so. So it's a lot of information uh, 
for which for us uh, seems to be uh, ungraspable, too far away. But uh, as soon as you cont uh, start working with uh, those things, let's say having a toolkit next to, to you, you start uh, understanding this world uh, from a practical part. So it's a kind of different perspective. It's not uh, theoretical, but it is practical perspective. And I think uh, this demystification uh, happens uh, when you start actually dealing with things uh, practically, not only thinking about them. We've mentioned here before the, the spaces or, or labs um, you are co-creating or you've been involved in creation of them. And I meant here from this what I know, the top lab and outlap right uh yeah so uh outlap and top lab so these are uh, my initiatives i was initiating these uh, labs in both berlin and vilnius and uh, they are kind of uh, uh, places uh, for uh, interdisciplinary research so uh, people who are working in these labs are not necessarily artists, but we have uh, diverse people, scientists, uh, artists, uh, theoreticians, uh, yeah, people who work with technologies, uh, students, uh, different people in a way. So in the end, uh, it becomes a collaborative space for doing uh, diverse things. Do you have any like a specific equipment in a top lab in Berlin? Uh, yeah, I think uh, we have uh, this uh, basic equipment which uh, is needed for sterile work, let's say, or which is needed uh, for work uh, with uh, molecular uh, biology. So uh, uh, the tools would include uh, laminar flow hood, uh, thermocycler, uh, then uh, tools for electrophoresis, uh, uh, those uh, which are not available at home. Why people should do those things? Why we, for example, want to encourage somebody to, I don't know, create a, whatever, cellulose from microbes? What's the point? I think it uh, involves uh, many different uh, points uh, uh, in here, the collaboration. In itself, uh, if you would think of uh, artistic practices, so... Uh, uh, we could uh, think of collaboration or collaborative uh, uh, moments uh, uh, from the perspective of fluxes, for example, you know, or relational aesthetics. So kind of performative activity which involves uh, audiences into the art uh, uh, production, let's say. I don't like the word production, but uh, it is not only uh, the artist anymore as it was used to be in the visual arts, but also the audiences. And in this case, uh, the space is being uh, uh, inhabited by more people than one. So in this case, uh, museum uh, uh, context becomes uh, less uh, important, but uh, more important becomes uh, physical space or social space, uh, which creates uh, uh, on top of that, uh, new ideas and new developments. I think uh, this is uh, the most important uh, part in collaboration. 
Uh, on the other hand, uh, collaboration is needed uh, because of uh, the complexity of our lives. So uh, you being an artist, you wouldn't be able to uh, think in terms of uh, contemporary art without thinking in terms of uh, uh, diversity of tools available. So think of uh, computers, uh, think of sciences. Uh, you alone, you wouldn't be able uh, to grasp all the things all around. And the third point in here is uh, probably being able to think of uh, feedback uh, loops and uh, the influence to your thinking from the environment, kind of Uxkulian uh, Umwelt idea, uh, and uh, be able to perceive uh, this uh, influence from environment and be able to give it something back. So we talk also about uh, feedback loops uh, between uh, things, between the humans, between the organisms, uh, and between tools. Yeah, so therefore I think uh, the collaboration is much more complex issue uh, and it is needed in order to be able to develop something on top. You can't ignore it because uh, uh, you are a social being and you uh, live together with other uh, let's say, organisms. Yeah, and it seems to uh, extend like uh, beyond human species because in, I don't know, the labs is not just collaboration between humans, but also bacteria or other species. And I think that's probably the most kind of... Um, yeah, this is beyond fluxes, I guess. Yeah, it's true. So fluxes didn't uh, go that far away, of course. Uh, uh, what they have added uh, on top of imaginary art uh, was experimental art. And they were already kind of uh, using uh, diverse uh, experimental uh, forms, so like uh, uh, cooking sessions, you know, uh, or interactive uh, uh, playing uh, installations. But uh, what we have uh, beyond of... Uh, of Lexus. Uh, we are able, I think, to contemplate from uh, the perspective of the other. So we could think of, uh, let's say, uh, interaction between uh, uh, diverse uh, species, including microorganisms and uh, ourselves. And on top of that, uh, I think uh, uh, Fluxus was uh, still uh, kind of uh, egocentristic a little bit. Uh, so the artist itself uh, would be the artist. And what we have right now is more a collaborator uh, in the bigger setting. And I, uh, to say the truth, I really like uh, this uh, word you mentioned, uh, collaboration between different species. And uh, uh, of course, this term is uh, not uh, being used for the first time, and uh, you have uh, pointed to it, but uh, it is very interesting that uh, these terms come also from philosophers. And uh, right now, as I mentioned, uh, probably already, that uh, I work on a book, uh, Share the Habitats, so the uh, set of exhibitions uh, I have been working on. And uh, one of the uh, contributors to uh, the book is uh, Andrew Pickering, uh, who uh, also kind of uh, tried to describe uh, this kind of change between uh, 
what is happening uh, nowadays in the exhibition, let's say, framework. So uh, instead of uh, having uh, a collaboration between uh, people, like imagine a theater play or something, uh, they have now in our installations also uh, organisms uh, which uh, become uh, part of uh, uh, experience, part of uh, the uh, artistic installation. How actually we can interact with microorganisms, like how we exp can experience them? It's a good question, of course, and uh, many people, including uh, my professor Ursula Dam and scientists, uh, would uh, criticize me uh, because of uh, this collaboration between microorganisms and myself, let's say, or humans. But uh, I don't agree with them uh, on this point because... Uh, if thinking from the perspective of uh, uh, probiotics, you know, so uh, all uh, uh, industry, uh, medical industry, uh, which uh, is developing probiotics, uh, do not develop them just uh, because of uh, developing and because of business. It uh, should uh, make uh, some impact uh, for our organism and uh, also there are many 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 scientific papers which do about uh, the impact of uh, microorganisms uh, uh, to uh, ourselves so that would uh, include of course uh, the microbiome microbes uh, living within our guts so thinking uh, further if uh, you uh, as a consumer would uh, consume probiotics of one sort of uh, bacteria or uh, yeast, uh, you would be able to uh, experience some change after a certain time. So let's say after two weeks. Some people might be uh, continue thinking that this is imaginary, this is social uh, construct, but uh, if you would... Uh, try to experience your feelings yourself, uh, being alone, <clears throat> you will uh, notice that something is changing with your body and uh, uh, is not only a speculative idea, at least from my perspective. So thinking of uh, changing our microbiome uh, while consuming uh, precise uh, microorganisms, I would, uh, I would say this is a kind of... Uh, collaboration which uh, comes to my mind so very direct collaboration so bacteria is changing uh, our our cells our uh, perception and we change also bacteria in a way that it uh, starts uh, mutating depending on their uh, umwelt you mentioned about um, that your professor or some other people might not be understanding this uh, in the same way as you do. So, so what, what's their stance or what, what is this thing that they disagree in your approach with? Well, bacteria, if I would think now of uh, Ursula Dam critique, uh, so bacteria probably would be for her too small in order to be able to uh, uh, collaborate. And from the perspective of uh, my uh, collaborator, uh, who helps me with scientific uh, things, uh, she would think, well, we need to prove it, you know, scientifically prove it. 
from my perspective, I can critique uh, their approach, which is uh, nothing wrong, which is uh, developing further into further uh, collaborations and uh, development of further ideas. Coming back to like, you know, art uh, practice and, you know, everybody can be an artist, therefore like blurring this uh, border between artists and other people. I think in this case, it's like blurring the border between human and non-human. At the end, these divisions are just like a conceptual framework, nothing more than that. Uh, yes, uh, yes, exactly. Uh, these are just conceptual frameworks in order for people to uh, understand uh, where they live, which is uh, pretty much scientific uh, uh, understanding or approach. But uh, as you started to mention about conceptual frameworks uh, and constructs, uh, I started to think about uh, Deleuze and Guattari uh, idea of uh, state in between or the horizon which is uh, you know which is always uh, in between so what is human how would you define human you know so this uh, uh, organism which is uh, homo sapiens or or which is uh, uh, slightly uh, slightly different let's say genetically modified human being right so what is human in this case? So these uh, kind of questions, I think, uh, exist in the society just in order to be able to call the things, uh, in order to make the things uh, uh, to understand easier. But, uh, yeah, you know, besides uh, humans, uh, there are so many species around the world which uh, have also states in between, like uh, protozoa, which are neither bacteria nor fishes, you know. So something in between. So uh, many species have uh, uh, so broad uh, uh, genome that at some point uh, they are not any longer one species, but they have features of the other species. <laughs> but we can go even in this deconstruction farther, because if human is something which actually is not so easily to define, or there are many you know, question marks here, then also what is a creativity when we reflect on our bacteria or microorganism? I think then we end up with, you know, questions, so what does it mean to be creative? Yeah, exactly. So creativity is, uh, in general, I think, is the term which is used everywhere and all the time, and it makes no sense without defining creativity. But I think in my case, uh, or if I would start thinking of creativity, first of all, I would say it's a kind of uh, uh, developing new ideas and uh, implementing new ideas somehow. Uh, uh, would that be a kind of uh, artistic object or would that be a technological object? It makes no much uh, difference, but... Uh, but uh, I would see creativity more as a kind of a reaction to what you have all around. So you are not satisfied any longer with this kind of table which stands in front of you. So you come up with a new form of the table so it would start making sense for you. So here I would see uh, uh, some kind of uh, creativity. In such a sense, microorganisms are super creative then because they are like highly adaptable and extremely fast actually 
um, reacting on changing like circumstances and environmental uh, like conditions. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I think that uh, all organisms uh, from this perspective are super uh, uh, creative because they are able to adapt to changing environment. Wow. Um, and uh, what's waiting for you in the future or what you are looking forward to regarding your work? Yeah, it's always very interesting to dream of the uh, future, I don't know. But uh, but uh, yeah, I have so many ideas I want to kind of implement uh, and I want to continue working with people. So, But uh, yeah, in the end, uh, it's about... Uh, being able to kind of uh, interact with uh, your environment, including uh, uh, humans and non-human organisms, and also being able to contribute uh, something to society and being able to take something uh, back from the society. Actually, I what I found interesting about this podcast that you know, there is this time slot when you have the conversation with a person, but probably if you would have this conversation, oh, if we would have a conversation yesterday, probably we would talk about something a little bit different. <laughs> probably if we would have this conversation any other time, it would be about a bit something else. Of course, yeah. I don't uh, have any doubts in here. So, yeah, it is pretty much a momental thing. Uh, it depends on uh, the impact of the environment, uh, which has so many uh, layers uh, to think of. Maybe it even depends on, uh, you know, uh, state of microorganisms in our stomach. Of course, yeah, it is pretty much uh, true. Uh, uh, I don't know now. I wouldn't be able to quote anything, but... Uh, uh, but uh, our thinking is pretty much dependent on uh, uh, microbiome, how healthy it is, for example, you know, and how diverse it is. 